Welcome to The Gathering Place, a Blessed is She podcast. We're so glad you're here. Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hey, Beth. Hi, Jenna. How are you? Good. Yeah? So happy to be with you. I like your shirt today. I like your shirt today. Thank you. <laughs> this happened one other time, like just a week ago. I think it might have been the last time we recorded the podcast. We were wearing the same shirt. So this is unintentional. It wasn't on the same day. I love the headband. I appreciate that. I'm just trying to be as cool as Kelsey and Therese. Wow. I'm That's down hard. here. I'm sitting across from them and I'm really feeling my age, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> got to keep things on the up and up. Young and fresh. Yes. Amen. Young and fresh in my heart, but I just need my outside to express that youthfulness mm-hmm. and style. The Luke. <laughs> yes, this is my new Luke. My shoes match my headband. Anyway, this is really only for the people watching the podcast because I don't know if you know this, but we have started recording video recording the podcast. We can touch you. <laughs> Before you had to just imagine us. Yeah. Which was probably, <laughs> no longer. probably for the best. You probably gave us a lot more credit. You thought we were like more together. And we're no, not. Here we are in our matching t-shirts. Jenna, how are you? I'm good. What's happening? We're in Advent. Week two. Wow. I got a cool Jesse tree thing from Catholic Family Crate. Yeah? I love it. With the little cards. Yeah. Wow. I just need the easiest thing to ever exist in the world. It took a lot of work for you to unpack them, find a place for them, put them up, display them. Yeah, but it's easy for the girls. Oh, I see. One year we did like color your own Jesse tree while I like read along. That was like a lot of work. This mm-hmm. one is just like flip a card over and read it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, so I just sit there and receive. Have any of the days like pricked your heart? No, oh. no, none of them. Okay, just <laughs> just cruising along. Do you know, we have the very first Advent journal here. And really everything that we make at Blessed Sheet, I try to just be like, how do we make this as easy as possible for anyone to enter into prayer? Which is basically all of Father Jacques Philippe's goals in life is to teach me how to easily enter into prayer. He's my new hero. I feel the same way. I feel like he is a companion on the journey. Yeah. I read this thing yesterday about St. Nicholas. And how even while he was alive, people prayed to him for his intercession. And St. Nicholas, like, appeared to people in dreams. No. And like, yeah. What? Yes. Responded. You know what I mean? And I yeah. was like, oh, that is Father Jacques Philippe. Yeah. The holiness coming off of this man is palpable. Yeah. Have we mentioned that we did a, a virtual team retreat led by Father Jacques Philippe? I can't remember if we talked about it. If you've watched the Q&A, you've heard little else, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, we can't stop talking about it. Every time I go to pray, I think about it. Can I tell you something hilarious? Yeah. What the girls said to me on Saturday. So I have four daughters. Anyway, two of them were sitting there. And I had said to them when they get like really angry, because they get angry really a lot. You know, being a kid is hard and things are frustrating. And it's hard to like control your emotions when you're a kid, I think, you know. Anyway, so you get frustrated by people taking things or whatever, being in your space. So I've started saying to them, Father Jacques Philippe told me, any reason to lose your peace is a bad reason. I wrote that down too. It's like mind blowing. Well, I I think for me, and I shared with you, we did like a team small group to wrap up. My big takeaway, my overarching takeaway of these like five one hour talks was that peace is everything. Totally. It's the banner over every problem, every situation, the answer is always return to peace. Mm -hmm. 
any reason to lose your peace is a bad reason. Totally. So I said that to them and they like, it's like kind of disarming. Totally. You're like, oh, any reason is a bad reason. All right. So then like a couple of days later, they sat down, they were sitting with me at the table and they were like, mom, I really think that talk helped you. What? I was like, really? Why? They're like, you just haven't been getting angry. I was like, I know it did help me. Wow. It was really beautiful for them to like, they, you know, they see me at my very worst. Mm. Well, Mike probably does, (laughs) but your family, you know, the people that are closest to you see you at your worst, sadly. And they see a little change in me. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so proud of you. It is really sweet. That's amazing. Yeah. That is the Lord. Yeah. Like affirming you. Yeah. It was really great. Wow. I just love it. I had the opposite experience (laughs) this past weekend. I lost my peace. So hard. (laughs) So hard. So hard. I could not find peace. I couldn't do it. I am like clutching my rosary. Yeah. I am repeating these beautiful, you know, wise little nuggets that Father Jacques Philippe said. I am like gritting my teeth trying to get back to peace. I called you, vented for, I don't know, just elongated the whole situation. <laughs> Still no peace. Yeah. Venting does not help with peace. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's a it's a journey. When you're describing the girls, I'm like just convicted. In my deepest heart. It is hard. It to is hard. Emotions. Yeah. Yeah. But Father Jacques Philippe would say that the primary vocation of the Christian is to return to peace. It's not to be perfect. And he's, he's so compassionate. He's so generous, right? He says, initially, you are human. You're going to have a wave of emotion. That's not a sin. A reaction is not a sin. It's what you do with that. Mm how you respond to it that can either prolong our suffering or we come back to peace, return to peace, which means really to come back to the presence of God. Yes. Anyway, just to say like lived out, it's hard. Yeah. So it's been fun for me to really continue to mull over these nuggets because I do find it kind of hard to get into Advent. It's Mm, a shorter season. So I feel like I'm already a very... um, delayed person. So Lent is nice because there's so many days for me to be like, okay, we're like two weeks in, but I still have four to five weeks if I start now, you know, as opposed to Advent, if I'm two weeks in, I'm halfway, it's like almost done. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Do you mean delayed like a slow processor or delayed like running behind and need to catch up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like I haven't caught up, so might as well not now because it's already so deep into the season yeah. as opposed to Lent is longer. Anyway, so it's been nice for me to have that kind of kickoff that Father Jacques Philippe's retreat was for us of me just remembering to return to peace this Advent season. Wow. Because Advent is just a hard time, practically speaking, in yes. the world. I mean, COVID aside with like not knowing what's happening with families and gatherings and things like that, just the normal hustle bustle of this season. It's just been nice to consistently remember return to peace. And another thing that I've been really thinking about with that is, I guess, just curious what it is for you that that means to return to peace and Mm. maybe how you do that. I've been listening to this talk recently that talks about a little bit about like new age versus like Christianity. Okay. And how in the new age, it's really like meditation is emptying your mind and being in nature and letting kind of 
just like this emptying that can can become dangerous. No, totally. I'm thinking actually, as you say that about when Jesus says like when a demon is cast out and the house is put back in order, when you leave this empty open space, seven more demons come and move in. Yeah. So we've got to fill up. Yeah. Not empty. We've got to fill up with Christ. So good. So kind of what it is to return to peace Meaning not so much feel an emptying of ourselves, but we're returning to a man, to the Lord. I don't know, kind of just what that is for you mm. to return to peace, if, if you have like an example of it. For me, I think in this moment where I could not find peace to save my life, I, I mean, my mind was so scattered, my emotions were so heightened, the only thing I could think to do was to grab a rosary and just physically hold it. Mm. I think I have a tendency, maybe it's not just a me problem. I think we kind of relegate spiritual things to the spiritual realm, right? It stays kind of conceptual instead of becoming tangible. And so for me, I physically like had to change my posture. I had to have something in my hand. So that was, that was the beginning. And You know, I feel like the Lord honestly was very pleased with that. Mm. It was such a little effort. I'm becoming just so aware. Later, I went and did a holy hour after that situation, just had a good cry, you know, and asked the Lord to forgive me. But I really felt, I just had a sense that God was so proud of me for even just like wrestling and struggling through it and grabbing that rosary, you know? Yes. Even though (laughs) on the outside, it didn't do much, right? (laughs) Didn't change much. The effort alone, like there was a grace in that. There was a victory in that. Yeah. The little response to the grace. Yes. Yes. Even that I was thinking. Correct. Yeah. I want to get back to peace. Yeah. Like we have to be so generous with ourselves. Like the Lord celebrates every little victory. I think initially in that first talk, when he when he kind of gave this concept, he laid out the concept of returning to peace. I frantically was was taking notes when he gave these like four bullet points. It was just such a casual sentence, you know, like come back into the presence of God, either in a physical place or interiorly to sort of recollect yourself. Just come in your heart, come back to the person of peace, the Prince of Peace. So place ourselves a little bit in front of the Lord to ask for his grace. Remember the promise of God, that's number two. So just to remember that he promised to give us peace, that he is peace, to remember the things that he said to us specifically in scripture. This is why- He gives his peace. Totally. My peace I give to you. Yes. This is why I'm such a proponent of memorizing scripture, because I don't in the moment have to feel it. I've already got it committed to memory, and I'm now like holding God to his word. You promise that you'll give me peace, that you are peace. So please come and help me you who are peace, come to me. Ask for the grace of peace. Mm. And he used in his sweet little French way, he said, you know, he's sort of role-playing prayer. Lord, you know how fragile I am. And I could have started crying. Yeah, I, I literally prayed that this morning in mass. Lord, you know how fragile I am. Wow. Like I want to be stronger. I'm hard on myself. Like I think I should be further along. I should be more virtuous. I should be more unflappable, but I'm not. I am weak and I am fragile. And I think actually me discovering this is going to open up something like profound in my relationship with the Lord. If I can quit trying to be so strong Mm. and holy and just be little. Okay. So place ourselves in front of the Lord, ask for his grace, remember the promise of God. Memorizing scripture would be my 
primary way to not only remember the promises of God in the word, but even to recall his personal promises to me. I think about like in my vocation when you know I'm just having a hard day or I'm agitated in prayer or I see something on social media or just the holiday season, you know, there can be kind of this sadness. Another year, another holiday. Father Jacques Philippe is encouraging me to remember the personal promises that God has made. So to go back like to consolation and recall what he said to me, what he's promised to me. And the last was just take a little bit of time to allow the anger or worry to calm down. Mm. I was not giving myself any time. So that would have been a good thing to just say, okay, let's give it a little time. Let's not think about this obsessively for the next four hours. (laughs) Let's just give ourselves a little time. Yeah. Those kind of in there are little things that I do. Yeah. Remembering the personal promises, speaking, thinking, scripture, holding a rosary, going to the chapel. Totally. That's been my Advent practice is that I want to see the Lord face to face every day. Mm -hmm. So even if it's 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, I go. And and we have the privilege of this right now with COVID, but I can go to a chapel every day. And so I'm trying not to go virtually. I'm trying to go and see the Lord every day. It's so beautiful. Yeah. How's that been? It's been life-saving, honestly. Yeah. There are just days where, again, I'm like a fragile person. I'm a sensitive person. And I want to go home and just like forget about that thing that I'm upset about or I don't know, find rest, fulfill somehow this like insatiable longing that I have for I don't know what the Lord, you know, but in the moment, I don't know that it's the Lord. And so to just like make the commitment that every single day I'm going to see the Lord, sometimes I just go in and I'm like, okay, I can just stop in, but I I always end up staying longer. Yeah. You know, there's just such a relief being in his presence and nothing is solved. I'm not going in looking for an answer, but this like agitation that I feel, this longing that kind of white noise for me, right? When I go before the Lord, it sort of drowns it out. And suddenly I'm connected to a a living person who loves me and understands me perfectly. Sounds like you're practically returning to peace every day. Yeah. You know, that day was so funny. We were out really late. I I saw my family late in the day. We were doing Christmas shopping and my niece was spending the night. I was trying to wrap it up like, okay, got to go, everybody. We got to get out of here. I need to go see the Lord. And I just said it sort of flippantly like that. And then I realized it's after 10 that chapel is going to be locked and I don't have my backpack, which I always have with me. Yeah. So I didn't have my chapel key. And then I'm thinking, you know, like I need to get her home and I can just do it virtually. It's fine. Like rather than going home, getting the key. Yeah. Anyway, so I was sort of processing that out loud with my niece. And she said, no, you need to see the Lord. And I like just went into the chapel and like just cried, you know? Yeah. Like there are so many things, so many ways that I like feel like I'm failing to be a good example, you know? I apologized to her like when I lost my peace, you know, like, babe, I'm so sorry. I wish I had been better in that moment, you know? But for her to say that, like she's taking in all of it, you know? It gave me a lot of hope. That's beautiful. Yeah. He's doing good stuff. Did you go to your house and get the chapel key? I did. And then it was really fun. Then it's like 11 o'clock and we're hungry again because we ate at like five. We went to In-N-Out together. And like, it was just like sweet. It was another little adventure instead of me going home and feeling discouraged. Bummed, yeah. Yeah, about my behavior all day and then missing my time with the Lord and then like kicking myself for my weakness. Yeah. Sin, fragility. Yeah, the Lord made it all very sweet. Perseverance and prayer, Beth. That's everything. (laughs) 
Like, seriously. Yeah. The other day, I didn't want to pray. <laughs> and I was like, fine, I'm just going to pray five more minutes because that's what I, all the experts say to do. It was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like when you don't want to do it, just go. Yes. Punch the devil in the face. It doesn't feel that victorious when you're doing it. It's not like I went home, I got my chapel key, and I was like, take that, <laughs> Satan. I was still kind of like yeah. just feeling like, you know, I'm keeping her up late and I should have made time earlier for this. But it's another response to grace. Yes. That's it. Yeah. I was so grateful. And we've talked about this even just recently with like your setting an alarm. That's what this Advent practice of going to the chapel every day has done for me. It's not like I don't have other prayer throughout the day. I do. Yeah. But just for Advent, and it wasn't anything even overwhelming. It was just this subtle kind of inclination to like come and see him every day. And I felt in that invitation that he wanted to see me every day. Mm. He just wants to look at me every day. Yeah. Do you have any other like practical tips for returning to peace when you lose your peace? What has been working for you that the girls are like noticing? Well, I can feel like my anger rising, right? Like my anger rises about 100 plus times a day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow the Lord gave me an insight. Mm. You know, we can hear it over and over again. Our whole thing, this whole podcast season was about, you know, transformation and like turning our lives back to the Lord. In some way, I don't know, things are aligning right now where just as you said, I've always kind of kept spiritual ideas or prayer in a spiritual box in my life. Mm. And I've had a hard time integrating, but just like it's all coming together somehow that right now I'm not just supposed to be like a holy person at 8 p.m. at night when I'm giving myself to the Lord in prayer. It's supposed to be an all day thing. And he's convicting me of that. And in some way, what Father Jacques Philippe said, return to peace. Any reason to lose your peace is a bad reason like that. I'm just like clinging to that. My peace is gone right now. This is a bad reason for me to lose my peace. <laughs> this right now is a bad reason. There's never a good reason. Yeah. I don't know. So it's just been like, nope, not a good reason. So like I'm returning to the man, I'm returning at his feet and that's it. I haven't gone, I haven't like gone through all the steps yet or anything like that. It's yeah. just been, this is a bad reason. This right here is a bad reason. Mm. That's what father said. It's a bad reason. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just been beautiful to like integrate the overflow of that prayer time is finally coming into the tangibles of my life. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. It's the fruit. Yeah. You're bearing fruit. How exciting is that? It is. You have been like working the land, right. tilling the soil, watering every day, yeah. and now you're seeing the fruit. So my Advent hasn't been very Adventy, other than just thinking about peace. I think that seems pretty Adventy. Yeah. Actually. There was something else that, that you shared because you've just been like really taken with the concept of interior peace and kind of that first talk. Yes. And you told me that you're just trying to diffuse peace. Yes. And when I heard him use that word, I mentally saw someone like diffusing a bomb. Yeah. Right? Which is in and of itself a very tense. Like violent. Yeah. Intense. There's a threat level. There's yeah. an intense, there's like a timeline, right? Yeah. We've got to diffuse peace. I think I understood it as like diffuse the situation so that we can come back to peace. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like blow up this thing so that you could get back to peace. I don't know why I didn't understand the word diffuse. I don't know. But when you explained it, I was like, oh, that's what he meant. 
<laughs> yeah, I said, I'm just diffusing peace. And you kind of looked at me quizzically. Yeah. And I was like, like an oil, essential oil diffuser, Beth. Wow. And you were like, what? <laughs> I was like, I just picture myself like on the counter because I have one like in my kitchen counter. It was just sitting there, just putting off its aroma. And then you can smell it everywhere in the whole house. And I just want to be an oil diffuser of peace. I want what's around me to feel at peace. I don't want to add to the chaos of every person, everything around me. I want everything around me to feel and sense my aroma of peace, which is from the Lord. Which is the Lord. Yes. Honestly. Right. It's so rare to encounter a person like that where you're just in their presence and you feel peace. But that experience like marks you. It's palpable. It's yes. So It's so different. It's like coming into another atmosphere. Yeah. You can feel other people's stuff. So to have that motivation every day of like, I want to diffuse even the image of it, like the softness and like Mm -hmm. the kind of floaty, just the way a fragrance like wafts out into the air. That's what we can give off to the world. You know, when I saw um, John Paul II at uh, World Youth Day in 2000, I would describe that experience just the way you did. I could feel him coming before I ever saw him. He was just making his way through this, you know, the packed St. Peter's Square. Even now I have like full body chills thinking about it. And I could kind of hear the people in sections getting closer to us cheering. And so I knew he was coming, but it's like this wave of peace, of holiness, of strength came over me. Yeah. It felt almost visible. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The strength of it, like wafting over the crowd and over me. I could feel his holiness. But hearing you describe diffusing peace, I think I think that was it too. Like being in the presence of a saint. Yeah. Hope to get there one day. (laughs) Lord please. Got a long way to go. Me too. Should we call this podcast a mediocre summary of Father Jacques Philippe's <laughs> teachings on interior yeah, peace. That's good. That's okay, great. Good. He said this like incredible thing. This is the thing that shifted everything for me. Okay. He said that when we lose our peace, yeah. our first instinct is to solve the problem. Yes. If I can solve the problem, then I'll get my, my peace, peace back. will come back. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, really, it's a lie. Like, that's not true. Peace is for right now. Peace is for the problem, right? It's crazy. But the way, I don't know what it was, except that he's brilliant and holy. That's wisdom that comes only from the Lord because it like penetrates so deeply. The first thing to do when you encounter a problem is to return to peace. He gave a very good reason for that. He said, when we try to solve problems and we're not in peace, we're actually increasing the evil of the situation. We're not thinking clearly. We can't discern anything. I mean, I was really convicted by that. He said we need to be in the light. Yes. To see clearly. So we have to be in peace. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. He kept, again, it's his Frenchness, I think. Everything is black. Yeah. When we're in this problem, everything feels black. Like It does. Yes. I can absolutely attest to that, Father Jacques Philippe. I agree. (laughs) Everything is bleak. Everything is working against us right? We're, we're misinterpreting the events, people's motivations, our own feelings are, are kind of rising and it's not the answer. Solving the problem is not the answer. In fact, we can't even solve the problem with the Lord in a way that's going to last and be fruitful. We have to return to peace. 
It was so good. Okay, we didn't explain where we heard this. Can you explain that? The Sacred Heart Retreat House is a a Carmelite retreat center, I think in California. Yeah. And they offered this virtual retreat with Father Jacques Philippe, a a dear friend of ours, Susie, who did the well with me, watches Teachable Tuesday. She sent it to me, just truly prompted by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Susie. And we had been praying and planning and kind of trying to develop a retreat for our team virtually because we're we're not going to get together this year. We just basically adapted this virtual resource for our team. I think you can probably still purchase it. And I read in one of the follow-up emails that he's going to do another in the spring with a similar theme about peace. Cool. So we would just highly recommend you checking out sacredheartretreathouse.com. We'll share that in the show notes to either purchase it for yourself. Because if you can believe it, this was just skimming the surface. This was just off the top. This was the first of five talks. I didn't even get to watch any of the other ones because I'm still just really trying to soak up the graces from this one 55-minute talk. And of course, Searching for and Maintaining Peace is a masterpiece. The book by Father Jacques Philippe, for me, that it might be like the most formative spiritual book I've ever read. All things Jacques Philippe, all the time. Should we pray? Let's do it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we turn our gaze to you. We join with all of heaven, all of the angels and the saints who are looking at you, who are praising you. Thank you, God, for looking at us. Thank you for your patience and waiting for us to return. Thank you for coming for us, for looking for us whenever we've gone astray. God, we come into your presence. We climb into your lap and we're held by you. This is our peace. Thank you, Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Beth. Thanks, Jenna. Thanks, friends. Beth, what journal did you use during your Father Jacques Philippe retreat? Okay, well, I'm going to answer this honestly. Oh, Lord. I used my normal journal because I was like, I got to fill this puppy up because I want to get to my Sila journal. Sure enough, I took like 30 pages of notes on this retreat. I filled up the last of my blank journal and I am using my Sila journal and I'm loving it. Praise be to God. Yeah. I made it for you. I know, friend. Thank you. You're welcome. I really love it. So I want to encourage you, sweet listener, to go grab it. It's in the shop. Blessedshe.net slash shop. Bye-bye. See ya.